It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. And obviously, it's week one. And I got to give y'all my Monday morning football recaps of what I saw in week one. And we're going to start with the 49ers taking on the Bears. So what's my input? What did I get out of this game? Because I'm not worrying about this final score. Like, I don't care about the final score. That's about the coaches. The coaches care about the final score. What I want to, what I care about is my thoughts and opinion. All right? So my thoughts and opinion about this game is I love Trey Lance. What I see from Trey Lance this first game is I like it. Because I see something a lot of people don't see, man. I love Trey Lance's trajectory. It's kind of similar to the Josh Allen trajectory. Yes, I said it. It's similar to the Josh Allen trajectory. Trey Lance is a late bloomer. I know about late bloomers. I could testify about late bloomers because I am a late bloomer. And what I see from Trey Lance is I see he got all the ability. He got all the agility. I mean, everything you could ask for. Now I see why John Mike, I'm Kyle Shanahan moved up to pick up Trey Lance. He's a big, strong kid with a big, strong arm. But yet, what, it, what I think he's lacking is repetition. He's lacking repetition. And that's what defined a late bloomer. So my question is, my only concern I have with the 49ers and Trey Lance, it's not Trey Lance. It's my concern I have is Kyle Shanahan. I'm more concerned with Kyle Shanahan because it will Kyle, Kyle Shanahan have the patience it takes to nurture a late bloomer. We can look at Josh Allen's situation in Buffalo. We know Sean McDermott has the patience it takes to, to, to basically guide a late bloomer. We see what Josh Allen has become. We all saw Josh Allen first two years in the, in the NFL, dog. Check my content. I was killing Josh Allen. I was killing Josh Allen. This dude was making boneheaded plays, boneheaded situation. Everything he was doing was boneheaded, man. Everything was boneheaded, but you know what? Sean McDermott stuck with it, man. He stuck with the process. And now look at Josh Allen now. The man is an MVP candidate leading the Bills to basically the number one team as far as offseason coming into this season, dog. So that's when I see Trey Lance. I'm like, you know what he's lacking? It's repetition. And my only concern is because Trey Lance had the same trajectory, in my opinion, like Josh Allen. But he needs the repetition. And the Bills did an outstanding job in giving the repetition and sacrifice some seasons. Sacrifice some seasons. Sometimes you got to take two steps back to go four steps forward. And the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, you might have to take two steps back this season. But in the long haul, you're going to make four steps forward, man. And if you do the math, two step back and four step forward, that means you are ahead, baby. You are ahead. And Trey Lance, I believe in you. The only thing I'm my only concern I keep saying is your coach, Kyle Shanahan. Does he have the patience to also believe in you? So now let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs situation. I got to give you all my opinion and what I saw from this game, all right? So what I see, I want to focus on the Arizona Cardinals part of it. And what I realize about Kyler Murray is I'm out on Kyler Murray. I am out on Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has the talent. He has the talent. But one thing he's lacking is the intangible. Kyler Murray don't have the intangible to be a high-level winner in this league, man. Don't get it twisted. Kyler Murray has talent. I'm not questioning his talent. 
I'm not questioning his making throws all over the field. I'm not questioning his feet. I'm not questioning any of that. What I'm questioning is, is intangible. In this league, you need more than tangible to be successful at the highest level. And from looking at Kyler Murray, man, he's lacking that intangible. Let me just break it down to y'all. It's like this. It's like this, y'all. Yeah, you ain't ever seen a female and she has an attractive buttocks. You're like, oh my God, look at that ass on this woman, right? And then you're like, did she get it from a mama or is that an LA fitness butt? Is that an LA fitness booty or is it a natural booty from the mama? When I look at Kyler Murray, he looked like he got himself an LA fitness skill set, but he didn't have a natural one like a, from his mama. That's what I'm saying. It sounds crazy, but yes, there's a difference between an LA fitness butt and a, and a natural butt. There's a difference between real titties and fake titties. And when I look at Kyler Murray, yes, they all look good. Yes, fake titties, fake butt, it looks good. It looks good. You could get a great man with that. But we all know. We all know the intangible. Kyler Murray got the tangible. He got the arm. He got the legs. He got everything you need tangible you could touch. But there's something wrong with Kyler Murray, man. And that's the intangible. And as the G to the U to the R to the U, man, this is what I do. And I see this a mile away, man. You need intangibles to win at a high level in this league. And that's the reason the Arizona Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury, yes, and Kyler Murray, that's the reason why they will never win at a high level because he's lacking the intangible, which is being a team player, which basically is being a, 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 a lubricator. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that could energize a team. Somebody that could help when you're down. Somebody that you could fight for and run through the door for. But Kyler Murray, you will not do that with Kyler Murray. And that's why I'm telling you all this. Kyler Murray has the tangible to be a winning quarterback in the NFL, but he's lacking the intangible to win at the highest level in the NFL. And that's why the Arizona Cardinals will always be the Arizona Cardinals. I want to move on now to talk about the Minnesota Vikings and my favorite cousin. If y'all have known this content, if y'all know who I am, y'all know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. Y'all know I love me some Kirk Cousins, man. That's my dog. That's my man. Then people like, yo, Kirk Cousins, you got a man crush on Kirk Cousins? That's your man. That's my first cousin, man. I love me some Kirk Cousins, man. And for the first time in Kirk Cousins' career, dog, Kirk Cousins seemed like he has somebody who believe in him and who's supporting him in, in, in Kevin O'Connell, man. You could just see the relationship. You could see the smile. I know my cousin, man. And I could see his joy, his happiness, man. And, Kyle, and my man, um, Kirk Cousin, is happy, man. My analogy to this, man, to, for me to describe this, is imagine come, growing up in a house, right? And then your father, you know, you know, your mom and your father, one of your parents are just abusive. They could be either verbally abusing you. They could be physically abusing you. Or they could be alcoholics or abuse substance abusers. When I look at Kirk Cousins' career, everybody from head coaches, even when he got drafted with Washington, he was behind um, RG3. And then when he got the opportunity to actually beat a man in Washington, look what happened. They didn't believe in him. How? The GM called him Kurt. He called him Kirk Cousins, man. He didn't even call him by his right freaking name, dog. Kirk Cousin has been disrespected because he's been, he hasn't had any supporters. And now Kevin O'Connell, he looks like the perfect stepdad, man. If you come from a broken home, all of a sudden you get the perfect stepdad. All of a sudden the dad that believes in you. You know what happens? They can't achieve more than he can achieve. He becomes an overachiever. Right now we look at Kirk Cousin, we used to laugh at him. 
We used to laugh at him because he never had the support system at home, man. Kirk Cousin never had the support system. So he was always an underachiever. I look at the Minnesota Vikings now, bro. I see Kevin O'Connell. You know what I see? I see the step that I just came in Kirk Cousins' life. With, with a strong support system. The guy that, you know what I'm saying, when Kirk Cousins do, he tap you in the butt. Instead of verbally abusing you, he encourage you. That's what Kevin O'Connell is doing to Kirk Cousins. And I anticipate Kirk Cousins is going to have the best season he ever had in his life. Because for the first time in his life, he has a support system from the head coach, from the GM, and from the organization. So I expect Kirk Cousins to be one of the leaders. What I've been telling you all for years about Kirk Cousins. Because he didn't have a support system. Now he had a support system. You all going to see what Kirk Cousins is all about, man. Kevin O'Connell. The GM, African man, I can't pronounce your name right now. The Minnesota Vikings organization. I appreciate what y'all have done. Y'all have came to my cousin's family and teach him how to be successful. And now my cousin has a belief and a support system. And he's going to grant y'all with overachieving abilities, man. Kirk Cousin of Minnesota Vikings will win the NFC North. And that's because he has a support system finally at home. Sometimes in life, you get lucky. I want to talk about the Houston Texans, man. Sometimes the best thing that ever happened is luck. You all know about Benjamin, the dude who ever made the light bulb. I don't even want Benjamin something, whatever his name is. You know what I'm saying? Like they said, he accidentally found the light bulb, invented the light bulb or some shit like that, man. The Houston Texans has accidentally ran into the franchise quarterback. David Mills is a franchise quarterback in the NFL, man. In the NFL. And the Houston Texans has accidentally found a franchise quarterback. And not only that, but they accidentally found a coach, Lovey Smith, who's a proven coach in this league, man. I love what the Houston Texans are doing, and I love what they're going to do continuously because they have the one guy at the position that everybody's looking for. I'm looking at the whole NFC South, dog. I mean, the AFC South. I'm sorry, the AFC South. Davis Mills is better than Ryan Tannehill. We know that. Look what Ryan Tannehill just lost to the New York Giants at home. And we know Matt Ryan is old as hell, man. By December, his arm is going to be dead, dog. Trust me. I know. I've seen it from last year. I'm looking at the Texas organization. Sometimes you got to be lucky than be good, man. Sometimes you got to be lucky than good. And the Texans got lucky because Davis Mills is a bona fide NFL franchise quarterback. And the Texans lucked into that one, man. And we all know Lovey Smith is a professional NFL coach. He will get you guys prepared. And the Texans, they have been prepared since the preseason. You all saw, I was watching the Texans from the preseason. They were always on point. That shows me they got a good coaching staff. That showed me they got leadership skills. That showed me they have the guy at point. Even though the score was 20-20. This was probably the best 2020 ever. And I ain't talking about no TV show. I don't even watch the news. But this is the best 2020 that ever happened in Houston, dog. The best 20 that ever happened in Houston, man. And the Houston, Texas. Sometimes, like they said, it's good to better be lucky than to be good, man. Y'all might not be good. But y'all are sure damn lucky because y'all find yourself your franchise quarterback in Davis Mills, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, 
the Google gotta come out there and teach y'all some shit, dog. I'm talking about Duval County step up. I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jags, bruh. I think the Jacksonville Jags are gonna win the AFC South. You're like, Guru, what the hell are you talking about? Are you smoking? Do you want a drug test? Nah, man, the Guru don't do drugs, baby. I don't do drugs, man. I'm looking at the, play, the, the landscape of the AFC South. I'm looking at it. Frank Wright ain't it over there in Indianapolis. Matt Ryan is old as hell, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the Houston Texans. They got a guy, but they're a little bit youthful. I'm looking at the Jack, and then all of a sudden, the Tennessee Titans, we know Ryan Tannehill ain't it, man. We know he ain't it. They could do anything they want. They could have a great defense all they want. But we, as long as they have Ryan Tannehill, the Tennessee Titans are never going to be that team. But I looked at the Jacksonville Jags, dog. Even though they lost to the Commanders. That's what we one of the best loss of the weekend, man. Even though they lost to the Commanders. I looked at the roster. I looked at the team. I looked at the coach. I'm like, holy shit, bruh. The Jags are going to win the AFC South. The Jags are going to win the AFC South. You know why? Because the Jags got the best quarterback. And the Jags got the best coach in the AFC South. And which means in the NFL, if you have the best quarterback in the division, and if you have the best coach in the division, that equals to being the best team in the division. And I'm looking at Jacksonville. First, they got the best quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. They got the best coach in Doug Peterson. Super Bowl winning Doug Peterson. The only coach in that division with a Super Bowl ring. And that's why the Jacksonville Jags will win the AFC South this season. Mark my words. This one right here hurt me, man. You guys know my content, man. I love me some Frank Wright. You got the right choice, baby. I love some Frank Wright from the Indianapolis Colts. I love Chris Ballard. I love everything about the Colts. I love Kenny Moore. I love the Colts. Look, I am a Colts fanatic. I ain't going to lie to y'all, man. I ain't going to lie. So this painful for me to say this. Indianapolis, Frank Wright is not the guy over there in Indy no more, man. It pain. I don't even like saying that, man. I almost want to cry, dog. I'm looking at Indianapolis Colts, man. It seemed like for the last 10 years, opening game, they lost every year, dog. It looked like, come on, since Frank Wright has been the head coach in Indianapolis, he has lost every opening game. And I'm sitting back like, come on, Frank, dog. Come on, Frank. You have freaking six months to prepare for your first game. You have six months to prepare. And the last couple of years... The Indianapolis Colts have played the sorry teams as far as record-wise coming into the season. They've been favorite to win their games, but yet they never seem prepared. For some reason, they always seem out of whack in the first game of the season, and I can't explain it why. And the only thing I can say is, the only blame I could put is on the head coach, man. If you have six months to prepare for a test and you fail, who you think I'm gonna you gonna blame? You ain't gonna blame the teacher. I'm not going to blame the teacher if you give me six months of study for a damn test and I fail. You're going to blame yourself, dog. I'm looking at the Indianapolis Colts, man. I'm looking at this roster. And I'm like, how the hell you guys keep losing after you have six months to prepare for another opponent, man. And it's not even an opponent. It's usually a division opponent. Every time Frank Wright, this don't look good, brother. I love Frank Wright, man. I'm the one that wants everybody to be employed. I want the I want the employment rate to go down, man. This is me. I don't want the employment rate to go up. I want the employment rate to go down. But at the end of the day, man, some people got to be fired, dog. 
Some people got to be fired so others can get opportunity. And right now, Indianapolis, man, I think Frank Wright, your opportunity has just ran out. I don't see you surviving this year as a head coach, Indianapolis coach. I do believe you're a heck, heck of a coach. I just don't believe it's in Indianapolis. To be honest with you, I think Frank Wright, you're supposed to be a more of an NFC coach. You need to be outdoors, man, not indoors. You're not that type of coach and that don't type of mentality. And the coach don't have that type of mentality. And that's why I don't think this is going to be a good marriage. I see a divorce. And I think by the end of this year, both parties should go their separate ways. Y'all know the drill, man. This is Monday morning football, man. Week one edition. We are back, baby. This is what we do. I give you all my insight and my thoughts of what I see in the in the games, on the Sunday games, baby. Y'all like it, man. Y'all love this, man. Y'all go ahead and share this, man. I'm the G to the U to the R to the U. And I am out. It's the G to the U to the R to the U.